Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something Gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And I would like to make a great announcement here because Justin and I have been, you know, doing this kind of small hiatus thing where we show up every once in a while to perform (laughs) a nice little episode that we like to talk about. Uh, Topic here and there. And we've recently decided now that we are slowly or quickly, depending on it's weird. Time has been weird lately with COVID. Sometimes yeah. it goes really slow, but when you look back on like when it all began, it moves super fast. But with that said, August is approaching. And with August means September. And September, of course, opens us up to one of the my favorite, by far my favorite, holidays of the year, which is Halloween. Uh, and we decided, you know what? It's about time to come back full time. Uh, Now, we're not going to jump straight into a weekly series again, uh, but we are going to begin doing a bi-weekly series. And then when we get into October, we'll jump into weekly again. Um, But we have some exciting topics and stories we want to share and talk about. And, you know, I think it's been long enough. So, Absolutely. It's been long enough. You know, it's one thing to say, you know, what do we really want to do? And then really decided that, you know what? And I posted this on the Paratruth Facebook page. I'm a paranormal guy at heart. I've got an entire bookshelf behind me that uh, is full of paranormal books. And it's like, yeah, I don't foresee me giving this up. It's something that's ingrained in my, in my being. So, yeah, you know, and it's, I think it's one of those things because it's, I'm the same way, you know, I think you just, we talk about it so much, think about it so much, research it so much that it kind of just becomes tiresome, basically. Yeah. Um, and you need to take a moment to step back, take a break, and reevaluate what you're doing. And in the end, you realize, hey, we still love the paranormal. So, here we are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the funny thing is, is how we got started and where we're at now is is awesome. I- I don't really pay attention to the uh, paranormal TV shows as much as I did when we first started, but mm-hmm. um, I-, I think we've grown quite a long ways since then. Absolutely. And I'm glad to be where we're at, and I look forward to what the future holds. Yep, absolutely. So as we've mentioned before, Paratruth is the flagship of our New Lantern Media. Uh, that's our little company which pretty much is just producing podcasts. We've got uh, four right now, Beyond Reason. Of course, Paratruth has the flagship. Uh, Crime Crack, which is our true crime stories. And uh, uh, 
All I can think of is potato. <laughs> Two girls to and a it. Zoom potato. Two girls and a Zoom potato. Jeez. Yeah, it's going to be really bad when we start bringing on new shows, too. Like, more new shows. So I'm just going to have to write them down and have them in front of me at all times. I actually um, talked to somebody today about uh, New Lantern Media and and her branching out into podcasting. Um, she's, a, she's a news anchor here in Bismarck, and okay. she wants... She's an influencer as well, and she's had people ask her about podcasts. I said, if you'd be interested, absolutely, you know, just get in contact with me. We can walk you through it. You can be on our network, and if you, you know, if you want to walk away at any time, that's great. We've taught you what we know, and you can branch off on your own, but I'd love to get you started. And that goes for anybody out there. You know, we usually do this at the end, but if you are very interested in podcasting, you have no idea how to start it. Um, you don't have much capital to start it. We would love to get you started. Um, it's really easy to get set up, and uh, you can be on our network for a time or forever. That's fine. Um, we cover the costs, and you guys get to reap the benefits, as it were. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So be sure to reach out to us uh, via Facebook or Instagram, anywhere you can find, you can pretty much find us on all social media. Uh, email us, uh, newlanternmedia at gmail.com, right? Uh, I believe it's New Lantern Media One because for some media reason, one. New Lantern Media, yeah. So, I it the best way to do is just go to New Lantern Media, there's a contact page there, and then we get the emails that way. That's the best way mm-hmm. I would say to do it. And that'll also, if you go to that webpage, you'll be able to see all of our shows and get a little deep, more detail of what each one is about. Um, and you can definitely check out some past episodes as well. And yes. hopefully y'all will fall in love with it. I hope so. <laughs> so without further ado, though, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. <clears throat> yes. So Trickster is at one and the same time creator and destroyer giver and negator he who dupes others and who is always duped himself he knows neither good nor evil yet he is responsible for both he possesses no values moral or social is at the mercy of his passions and appetites yet through his actions all values come into being that's a quote by paul radden and today we are indeed talking about the trickster now this could be a spirit this could be a monster. This could be a person. And we're going to discuss all of it right here in tonight's episode. Um, you know, when we first started, or when I brought this up to you about wanting to do this and started doing the research, I could sworn I remembered that we had done an episode like this in the past about the trickster. But the more right. I read and the more I did the research, uh, I started realizing there's a little more to it than I remember. And I don't know if it was one of those things where we've done so many shows that I thought we did a trickster um, <laughs> or if we just happened to bring it up at one point during one of our um, kind of meshed shows where we talked about several entities uh, very briefly. But this one is actually really interesting and really fun to research. If you guys haven't done the research, obviously you're going to learn quite a bit here tonight on the show, but definitely check it out for yourself. If you're interested in doing your own research, um, there's a lot of really interesting tales and stories that you can read that, really uh, showcase the trickster and what they're all about. And so yes, one thing to absolutely. note is that tricksters 
are most commonly shown uh, basically in media, in stories, in poems. Uh, this is where the trickster really came into light. And of course, there are a number of different religions and beliefs uh, throughout the world, throughout time, that have seen tricksters uh, and who have used the trickster as both a hero and a villain. Uh, and, and really, depending on the story, you occasionally get a little bit of both in the same. Uh, a good example of that is take, take Native American lore. Uh, the, the coyote is considered a trickster, especially in Western Native American in California. Um, there's a belief that the coyote is a trickster. And one story goes that the, that the coyote had stolen the fire from the gods and then gave it to the people to use as their own warmth and light. So you're seeing a villain who steals from what is good, the gods, and then playing off the hero. It's kind of like Robin Hood in the way, in a way, stealing fire from yeah. the rich and giving it to the poor. And, and really, when you consider the tricksters, Robin Hood actually is, believe it or not, a trickster in story and in theory. Uh, so the application of him also works in the trickster. And there's a lot of like archetypes in turn. Uh, with the term trickster and who exactly the tricksters are. Uh, of course, in mythology, tricksters are portrayed as the jokers, the pranksters, the clowns, the rule breakers. Uh, they could be alchemists, magicians. They could be truth tellers and even wise fools. And in psychology, tricksters are the most mischievous archetypes of the collective unconscious that shatter old paradigms and gleefully poke sticks at our sanctimonious beliefs and stiff pretensions uh and you know I, I was thinking about this a lot because there is a little quote uh that i found <clears throat> i forget which article it was uh, i think it might have been a, an article called dealing with tricksters uh it was posted by someone by the name of ember cook there's a woman by the name of ember cook and she had said that tricksters are all around us and they happen to come into our lives at the most inopportune moment, not necessarily to be facetious and be mean, but to try to keep us on the right path to make sure that we're holding up to our own values and morals. Um, in one sense, it is good to note that if you're very organized and very put in order you're going to look much more appetizing to a trickster than somebody who's very disorganized because a trickster loves to disrupt uh pretty much everything so in terms like with just with all the research that we've done i mean what, are, what is something that you came across or where, where do you want to take this because there's a couple paths i think well the one thing that's like super interesting is in almost like you had said, almost every religion, uh, mythology in history has a trickster, spirit, god, whatever. Um, I think one of the most common names now, because especially because of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is Loki. Uh, mm -hmm. It Nordic god who was the brother or uh, half brother, not even half brother of uh, Thor. Um, Adopted brother. Yeah, there we go. Um, and he tricked not just humans, but the gods themselves. And uh, he was the son of a frost giant, I believe. 
And um, it was just, it's just an interesting tale because a lot of times when you think of trickster, a lot today you think of a trickster spirit, uh, both in, in Christian beliefs and even the mainstream beliefs in the paranormal, tricksters are kind of like, um, sort of like poltergeist, but a little bit different than poltergeist because poltergeist is the noisy spirit. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, tricksters are ones that want to make you think that they are something completely different than what they are. Um, and, you know, I, it's something I've struggled with for a long time. As a trickster, what is it? Is it a demon playing tricks on you? Is it an entity in and of itself altogether? Um, is is it a morphing spirit that, you know, it, when I think of morphing, I think of a werewolf. And mm-hmm. in a sense, that that kind of is a trickster entity type feel to it. But, um, yeah, it, I think that's one of the biggest things that I've found in a lot of my research is when you, you research trickster, a lot of times it comes up with the ancient gods. I'm sure you probably found a little bit more than that. Um, but tricksters also go into shamanism and native American lore. Uh, I, I believe shamans will sometimes call on the tricksters, uh, kind of like what you said, cause they defied the gods to bring humans fire so they they are the robin hood archetype type deal so um there's so many aspects on how to go about this but i i think the spirit part is one of my most interesting uh things in the research what about you what what did you think was more interesting the the god aspect or just modern day what we believe tricksters are uh i mean i think they both have their place of course when you you can't really have the modern day spiritual uh not to say the ancient gods aren't spiritual obviously they are depending on uh which gods you're talking about but we wouldn't have the modern day idea of the trickster without the ancient gods without loki without the anansi without the kitsune you know things like definitely different beings and entities like those which are indeed in of themselves spiritual and one of the things that you mentioned is the idea to morph and that's one thing that all tricksters seem to have in common is their ability to transform themselves or to shapeshift they are shape-shifting beings uh the majority of them actually appear in animal form uh, but as such, often will take on half human, half animal form, which I thought was interesting since you brought up the werewolf. Uh, now, of course, I'm not saying that a werewolf is a trickster, because when you <laughs> read the lore, clearly, werewolf is vastly different from your trickster. Right. It's pretty much just kind of playful and uh, trying to get you on the right path, as opposed to this angry, hungry beast that just wants to tear your head off and everything else apart. Too. So... <laughs> Um, <laughs> there is some really like there's just some really interesting versions of the trickster I think throughout history that are not really parallel but show the different types of uh, of beliefs within the societies of the world of of ancient history. 
Uh, we had already mentioned Loki, who in Norse mythology uh, was a shape-shifting god who's often portrayed as playful, nihilistic, and self-serving. And I think that's one thing that's also noted in many of these tricksters is that they are self-serving. They're all about themselves. They're kind of the odd, the oddball out. You know, they really are. Um, they're the ones who are kind of the outcasts who stand on the outside. When you think of those people in class or, you know, at your job who are always really loud, talking a lot, playing jokes and stuff. And that's the trickster. That's the modern day trickster in human form. Now, obviously, right. I'm not saying they're possessed or something like that. They're actual tricksters. But it's the same type of concept. Uh, uh, people that are what we call trolls, we deem trolls on the internet. We all know how much we hate those people. Hate is a very strong word. I apologize. Dislike those people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they too are tricksters. They're looking to kind of break you in a way when you post something. You know, Justin and I have had trolls numerous times for Paratruth Radio who just want to demolish our research or just the way our show is performed. Uh, and those aren't people who honestly really care one way or the other about the show. They just want to cause some chaos. Oh, yeah. To say the least, they were never been successful for us or our show. So, ha. Huh. Joke's on them. <laughs> the trickster's been tricked. We never give in to that. But nonetheless, it's frustrating and they are out there. Another one that I already mentioned as well, didn't go into it, but is the Anansi. And they're actually... They're actually from uh, African folklore. Uh, he was the sneaky, sly, but ultimately benign spider god of mayhem. Uh, another one is the Kitsun, which, by the way, is not only in Japanese mythology, uh, trickster spirits that often appear as intelligent and mischievous foxes who also happen to be magical. But this also happens to be one of the very few, very, very few female entities or female tricksters. So the majority of all tricksters in history are male, minus mm -hmm. the Kitsune, who's often mostly portrayed as a female. Uh, she shows up as fox, which go figure, because Kitsune means fox, uh, and often has nine tails. Can transform into human form or other animals, but the fox is its main form. Another one is the issue. In Nigerian tale, he is the sneaky god of uncertainty and change. The Krishna is the Hindu god portrayed as seductive and entertaining supreme being. The Saki, I believe is how it's pronounced, is Brazilian folklore. He's portrayed as one legged, as a one-legged malevolent prankster dwarf. And then, of course, there's Hermes, who in Greek myth was the cunning and thieving messenger of the gods. Hermes is another one, if I'm not mistaken, I think he too stole fire from the gods and gave it to uh, the people of the land. But I could be mistaken. There's another I, there's another Greek god that might have done it. I can find out later. Um, and so with that said, those are more or less, most of them are human form that I just mentioned, minus the spider god with his Nancy and, of course, the fox, the Kanitz, uh the kitsune of Native American lore, but there's also, or I'm sorry, of Japanese lore, don't apologize, uh, but the coyote has been seen as a Native American uh, trickster. The rabbit, who is often featured in African American folklore, the fox, who is 
aside from the kitsune. This is separate, but there's a fo- another fox uh, called the Kumalisa uh, in Bulgarian folklore. And of course, there's also the raven, who is also in Native American folklore. Um, and really, the raven and the coyote go hand in hand. The raven is often seen as more of the malevolent, uh, kind of evil, dark trickster, whereas the coyote happens to be this hero of of tricksters. Well, the I found this really interesting, and I don't know if you came across this at all, but uh, there's even mention of Lilith being a trickster in Babylonian Babylonian mythology, um, which we've talked about Lilith with people in the past, and it's one that is uh, kind of a uh, taboo topic in a lot of Christian circles because they try and say that Lilith was Adam's first wife. Um, But... uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting that Lilith was brought up in there because, in a sense, I guess, yeah, if you look at the lore behind Lilith, she kind of is a trickster. Mm-hmm. So, um, even going to Aztec mythology, Huyukuyotl, wow, another coyote spirit, going back even further in mythology and and history that was one that i found fascinating too because even goes back to egyptian mythology set and isis were considered tricksters um kokopelli in hopi and zuni mythology i I guess the list just kind of goes on and on iblis kadir nasreddin in islamic mythology even from our uh, lineage, Italian folklore, Giuffa from Sicily and uh, Puccinella in Naples are trickster okay. spirits. So <laughs> it it's really interesting to see that just like a lot of the stuff that we, we come across, these spirits or gods transcend any culture. Right. So, and, then, and no, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, as you can say, which really makes you wonder if these are just uh, a number of different types of tricksters or if they're all one in the same spirit appearing as different entities. Mind you, they are shapeshifters. Uh, so, are they appearing to different people groups and religions and, you know, societies as a different form of what they are, but they're all just the same, one single same trickster? Right. Well, and I mean, going into to Christ, Christian belief, I mean, the greatest trickster of them all is Satan. Right. So that kind of ties into a lot of this, too. And I, I just find it really fascinating. And that you raise a good point. Is it one in the same? Is it multiple? Um, you know, the one show we always bring up supernatural an archangel was a trickster so i mean far-fetched i guess in a sense but uh brings up that same topic though is it one in the same just constantly changing its form or is it 
multiple and maybe they have parties who knows <laughs> well and when you think about i mean obviously this is all just speculation on our part but i think it brings up an interesting thought and maybe a good conversation for those of you who talk about the show afterwards some of these topics on your own uh what would be the greatest trick of all would be having all these people follow and even worship different entities while it's all the same entity um Mm -hmm. you know it's it's really it's all it could all just be one big trick um I did want to mention real quick before we move on here, because I, I did find a correction here and it was actually, I, I earlier I had mentioned that Hermes had stolen the fire from the gods and brought it to uh, the humans of earth. Uh, in reality, my mistake, it was Prometheus. Prometheus. Also in yep. mythology who stole the fire from the gods to give it to humans. So I'm shocked. I didn't catch there. that because that's one of my favorite stories in Greek mythology. <laughs> History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. But, uh, yeah, in Greek mythology, I'm trying to think if there was a trickster. Did you come across Greek mythology at all? Uh, not too much, but I mean, the two that are most closest to being considered a trickster would be Prometheus and Hermes. Uh, Hermes in particular was considered a trickster. Um, what was he? He was a messenger, right? Right. So yeah. Yep. He was a trickster messenger. So I, he would do mess, obviously run his messenger messages, but he would also perform trick, not literally perform tricks, but he would trick people and the gods and things like that too. So, <clears throat> but those are the only. Well, that's two that where I came the across. hermetic oath of doctors comes from. Is Hermes? Uh, Hermes gave the the staff with the two. Uh, I think it's serpents that you see uh, yeah, in yeah. in uh, medicine, and uh, you know, I guess Prometheus only because he tricked the gods to give the fire to humans because i don't remember him really prometheus was the uh forger in greek mythology so i guess that's probably why they kind of uh consider him the the trickster spirit because he defied the gods to give fire to humans um hermes yeah was always portrayed 
as kind of the goofball of Greek mythology, which makes sense because that does go with the the trickster uh, archetype. So right. one thing that I came across, and I don't understand why, maybe it's because uh, Odysseus came across a trickster uh, in his travels, but it says Odysseus, but I think it just has to do with the, the story of Odysseus. So okay. um, it's just reading through a lot of this stuff. I didn't realize how far it went and it's, it's super interesting. Um, you said that there was another aspect that you came across though. So uh, another thing to consider, and this was actually written up by, let me find his name. This one was by, or her name. I apologize. Uh, I think it's Alethea Luna. I don't know if it's her real name or if it's a pen name. Uh, but I, th- I think it's two people. Oh, it is. She, it is a girl, a woman. Um, so this particular website is written by two people. And what they had mentioned, which I thought was also kind of interesting, was the idea that the trickster kind of lives in all of us that basically there's this little bit of truth hidden in which we're all a little bit weird or a little bit crazy. Um, And that perhaps that's the reason why so many of us are enamored and even intrigued by figures like the Joker or Mad Hatter. Like, why do we enjoy these characters? And that's because these two characters happen to be tricksters. Um. And as such, we too have tricksters within us who feed off of that, who enjoy that type of character and that type of trickery. Uh, Because deep down, our inner tricksters crave to break taboos and even revel in the destruction of the known and, of course, shatter various ideologies. And that's something I think that we all do a little bit. I mean, we do it here on Paratruth Radio. I mean, there's a reason it's called Paratruth. We want to take the Mm -hmm. ideology of the paranormal and bring in the truth, you know, break down those those false beliefs or understandings, I should say, um, and shed a little light on it in a way. So not that we do it in a trickster uh, format. We don't get a kick out of it. (laughs) But nonetheless, what this particular article is saying is that maybe we all have a little bit of trickster in us. uh, And maybe it's just something that runs through humanity. So, one thing that's really kind of interesting actually was some of the characters that had been developed over the years that resemble tricksters uh, in common media, in particular like movies and books. Um, Joker obviously had already mentioned Batman's greatest enemy. You know, he is in reality a trickster. The Mad Hatter uh, is another one who's often defying authority. The Cheshire Cat constantly doing the same thing and, I mean, you see when he first meets Alice, the different trickery he was doing, trying to mess her up and get her to figure out what path she was going on, but always talking in circles, basically, confusing Mm. her. Um, You know, there's all these different characters that we find within stories who aren't always necessarily the the main antagonist. They're not protagonists. They're just kind of placed in here and there. They're not often very well-remembered other than these little short passages which really uh direct the story in a certain path 
You know, you get your character, your protagonist to a certain point, and then they don't know what to do, and all of a sudden, or they think they know what they're going to do, and all of a sudden, a trickster shows up and flips everything on its head, and now we move into that second or that third act that's going to change the story indefinitely. Um, and, and I think it's, in, in terms of writing, I think that's really cool when you think about it, because almost all stories have a trickster, whether you realize it or not. One of your characters are probably a trickster um, who's somehow working in the background, uh, finding a way to get your main character or your maybe it's your antagonist even to take a different path and move them in that direction. <clears throat> it yeah, I mean, I I think that makes a lot of sense because you a lot of the a lot of the characters that I use for the antagonist are fueling their own personal agenda and in turn will use the antagonist to do that. So that makes a lot of sense. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that uh, storytelling, as you said at the beginning, has really brought out the trickster aspect um, even today, even more so today, because not only do you have the written, uh, but you also have audiobooks now, you have movies, and... um, it's something that has been portrayed not just in the fictional, but also in the based on true events type deal, like with the paranormal movies that have come out um, as of the past several years now. Um, just think of like paranormal activity and uh, there's uh, the conjuring. It's just so many aspects now where the storytelling has drawn out the trickster and i think that you know we can talk about this on and on uh i do want to keep the episode within an hour so i won't go too far into it but i think that that plays a huge aspect too is is it just people telling stories is that where a lot of the mythology came from I mean, it could be. I mean, that's where a lot of mythology does come from, is just storytelling, right? Um, Look at Native American lore. I mean, a lot of it is passed down from generation to generation through stories. Today, we still hear those stories, and we see them played out in in TV and in books and online and uh, through through news networks and stuff like that. Um, In fact, every time I think that we even see stories that revolve around Native Americans or Native American beliefs, Uh, There's always that one old man or old woman who's sitting by the bonfire sharing one of those stories, you know, Mm -hmm. taking us back into history about this particular entity that's causing harm or that is, you know, doing whatever it's doing. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's possible. But the thing also to consider, of course, is what we've talked about many times over and over again. And this comes straight from one of our. Uh, episodes we've done a little, I think it's been a long time ago is um, Slender Man. You know, mm. this is a story that is 100% a story. Everybody, almost everybody knows that it's a story. It began as a written prompt by a guy um, who posted it online. And what happened? People who didn't know that it was just simply 
a imaginative story started to believe in it. And now there's all these sightings of Slender Man. Now, is that a psychological thing? Are people seeing it because the psych wants to see it or the psych is thinking about it? Uh, or did the number of people who believe in this being or this creature suddenly manifest this creature as well? You know, and is that possible? Can the amounted thoughts of many people create something out of nothing? Mm-hmm. You know, right. And it's very possible. Who knows? You know, we, we don't know. There's no scientific way to prove it or disprove it. Uh, it all comes down to speculation and theory. And it's very possible that that's exactly what hap- is happening here, even with these stories of the trickster. I think the one thing that I've always kind of believed about Slender Man is um, that it's an entity that has just latched on to the most recent boogeyman. Almost like a trickster, like you're saying, um, that it's latched onto this new fear that people have come up with and used it to its advantage. Um, is is that 100% accurate? No, that's just my particular belief and theory on it. I'm sure there are a lot of other people that have different takes on it. Um, I talked to Nick Redfern on Beyond Reason about the... Uh, not just uh, Slender Man, but the Slender Man uh, murders. Uh, he had had mm-hmm. it in the book that he had done about Slender Man. And we've, I believe we've talked about it on Crime Crack, um, mm-hmm. the Slender Man murders, or we attempted sure murder, I should say, because Whoa. the gal lived. But, um, yeah, it's just one of those entities that makes you think, just like you had said earlier, is this an entity that's just picking up on people's beliefs, um, people's stories, and manifesting? Or is this something you know completely different? So um, I think we'll take our break here. Folks, you've been listening to Paratruth Radio right here on the New Lantern Media uh, page. And I love that we've got so many shows popping up, and I'm looking forward to having more. So uh, stay tuned, listen to this wonderful commercial break, and we will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Kat Ward, host of Paranormal Heart, your monthly paranormal podcast. Join me the last Sunday of every month as I speak to people who share their paranormal experiences. You can follow me on Podbean, YouTube, TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, and Paranormal Radio. Welcome back to Parachute Radio. As always, my name is Eric. And I'm Justin. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And as we go ahead and close out, I think there's something, I think, of course. Obviously, <laughs> I think. I know there's something I want to share because I thought it was really interesting. Uh, this is, again, by the uh, in the article called Dealing with Tricksters. Uh, which again was written by Ember Cook. Now, of course, we're going to go ahead and place all of these links into uh, our little information bar at the bottom of the show and on the webpage or wherever you're going to look at this or visit this this uh, podcast. You'll find these links so you can check it out yourself. Um, yes. But one thing that Miss Ember Cook posted at the toward the bottom, uh, talking about 
basically how to deal with tricksters like in your life like when the trickster shows up what do you do how do you react because this is something that we have to consider think of uh, we've talked about a number of things that we've actually considered a lot such as psychic attacks uh, psychic vampires this type of people who just draw energy from you i'm not saying they're actually psychic vampires but they act like them um, mm. and that they just they're draining people they're not good people to be around on a regular basis you know those people who you just you show up you're there with them for a couple hours and you go home depressed or upset or frustrated you know those are the the vampires i'm talking about and i think in the same way we have to also consider the trickster because the trickster is a spirit and as such can show up in many different forms either as a spirit itself in a dream or maybe it physically presents itself to you i don't know um but it also shows up in humanity it shows up daily with people that we know trolls online things like that so uh she says that the entire purpose of a trickster as far as she can tell is to make you pay attention to the things you'd rather not look too closely at railing against it is a way of not looking and only serves to feed the trickster more energy with which to insist on your attention. So pointedly ignoring it is obviously a way of not looking as well and only provokes the trickster to try even harder to make you see. So the first thing you have to consider is pay attention. If a trickster shows up in your life and questions something, makes you think about, you know, why why did I write this? Why did I say this? Why did I do that? Uh, What path am I taking? You know, don't take that as uh, as uh, offensive because a trickster usually doesn't show up to offend anybody. But in most beliefs, tricksters show up to help guide you on a different path or maybe help you realize your truths. Even if you've already on that path of truth, he might be pushing you a little bit to see if you sway. Um, so take a moment, pay attention. And if that quote unquote trickster shows up, listen and maybe consider what it is that it's showing you. Another thing is don't obsess. Number two, don't obsess. Spending all your time obsessed with avoiding tricksters is arguably worse than dealing with their shenanigans. Tricksters represent something the world has, uh, that the world has, whether you're comfortable with it or not, and that is disorder. That missing puzzle piece, that hair that just won't stay in place, that traffic jam just where you can't avoid it, those belong to the trickster. To some degree, so does injury. Now, sometimes that traffic jam involves a grisly car accident, but so does laughter. Uh, Sometimes you spend many grumpy minutes waiting for a train to cross tracks only to finally watch a tiny little push car go by. Uh, Either way, how does getting all worked up about it help? So one thing you have to do is take a moment, breathe, step back, and consider is getting frustrated over this whatever it is really worth it because all it's going to do is add stress and potentially depending on who you are and what you believe open doors to maybe entities that are actually a little darker um you don't want that negativity the idea is to keep that negativity out and away from you you know keep positive number three she says give what is due the fastest way to piss off her words not mine and invite negative attention from a trickster is to exclude them from their traditional place. 
if a trickster represents that which does not fit inside the box it has, do you really think removing the box entirely is going to help? The 13th or 8th or 4th fairy in Sleeping Beauty is a perfect example. Some versions of the story have it that the last fairy was left out because the king didn't have enough golden plates to serve them all. A poor excuse. Better to serve them all on ordinary wooden plates than to leave one out. Other versions say that the king didn't like the trickster reputation of the last fairy as much as the others and didn't trust it with blessing his child. This is understandable, of course, but since he lacks the ability to prevent the trickster fairy from paying attention to his child, the exclusion only draws attention to his fear and gravely insults the trickster. This is not only a rude excuse, it is an impractical one. And as such, folks, I think it's important to note that if you're going to anger a trickster, chances are it's going to act out and work harder to cause trouble. Number four, don't blame them. Obviously, things happen. You're going to find trouble. You know, I do this a lot, or at least I used to do this a lot, uh, when something bad would happen. And what's the one thing that many of us always say? God, why? We always mm-hmm. question God as if he's the one who actually did the thing that happened, whether it be bad or uh, annoying or frustration, frustrating event. Um, the thing is, there's no point in blaming them. You don't know that God did anything. This is a natural world that runs on its own. Things happen. We're fallen people. Things happen. You know, when you stub your toe, that wasn't God pushing you to make you stub your toe. That just happened to be an accident because you're clumsy. You know, point here is don't blame others. Don't blame the tricksters. Don't blame the people in general for your own mistakes or things that maybe happen that are out of your control. Again, take a moment, step back, try to control yourself over the situation and how you react to it. In the end, tricksters really just want to teach us how to accept responsibility for what is within our control and how to accept our lack of power when control isn't an option. Again, not my words. Um, One thing that she ends up leaving us off with in the end, which I thought was actually a really interesting quote, uh, comes from a, I think it's a story, if I'm not mistaken, The Last Unicorn. Mm, You know this? Okay. Uh, I've heard of it, but I never actually read it or watched it. I don't know what it is, but I've heard of it. Uh, But this quote comes from The Last Unicorn, and it says, never run from anything immortal. It attracts their attention. I think it's a moment. You got to take a moment to let that sink in. I'm going to say it again. Never run from anything immortal. It attracts their attention. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, you know, when when I was a quote unquote baby Christian, which is when I was first <laughs> saved back in 2009, that's what they would call you as a baby Christian. You know, feed them milk for they cannot basically eat. Um, they cannot chew food. Believe me, it makes more sense when you actually understand what they're saying and you read the passages and the scriptures. Basically, it's meaning don't teach them more than don't teach a baby Christian more than they can handle in a given time. You got to give them milk, let them learn slowly, and then you can throw down the bigger truths a little bit later. Um, but in this case, it makes a lot of sense because even in the Christian realm, if you're going to run from God, he's only going to chase you harder. 
Um, if you're going to run from, you know, hauntings, let's go hauntings, for example, let's change it up a little bit because what happens to people when they're in a house that's haunted and they decide instead of dealing with it, let's just move. Let's pay $300,000 and get a new house. And then four months later, what happens? Guess what? Knock, knock on the wall. Nobody's home though. You got a haunting because it's following you. The harder and faster you run from these immortal beings, the more likely they're going to, you're going to get their attention. They're going to chase after you. Um, And of course this doesn't happen in all cases, but nonetheless, it's something that you have to think about, you know, uh, and consider. So be careful, be aware of your surroundings and your situation, know what you're after so that when the trickster shows up, and tries to confuse you or trick you or push you off your the path you're on, you're not deceived into going off the path you don't want to be on, but you're also not deceived into staying on the path that you shouldn't be on. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got. Any final remarks, Justin? Um, yeah, I mean, I that last part makes a really good point. Um, no matter what it is, uh, supernatural entity of any kind... And, you know, a lot of people want to believe that spirits just stick to one place if it's a haunting. Um, There are some people that want to believe that certain gods or entities stick to a certain area of the world. Um, Yeah, that they if they are spiritual, they can travel just like humans can throughout our realm. So I think that's a really good point i like that she had put that uh it, it was the uh gal that you were talking that about was, that you're quoting yep okay. yep it was uh from embervoices.wordpress.com and this was called dealing with tricks tricksters is posted january 7th of 2015 her name is ember cook um yeah that's a really i like that i like that quote because it's that's really a good point um so, final thoughts from me. I honestly think uh, the trickster could possibly be one in the same spirit or type of spirit, um, because it's it's a shapeshifter. It can be whatever it wants to be to make us think that it's something different. So that's I. After doing this research and talking about it on the show, I I honestly believe it could be one in the same. Just changing itself to fit our fears or beliefs to uh, not necessarily manipulate us, but to make us think that we're afraid of it or making us try uh, making us change our thought pattern. Cause you mentioned that a lot of times the trickster spirit was trying to help. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's where my thoughts are on it. What are your final thoughts on it? Um, you know, I, there's just there's so many aspects to to this whole idea of the trickster, you know. And, and I think it's it, whether it's actually a spirit or it's just simply a concept, and you know, that has been constantly shared throughout history as a story. Um, I think it's important to understand and to realize that all the stories remember how vast the world is. And many of these are before 
people could even travel across continents that we know of. Um, mm-hmm. And yet they share an almost equal or at least similar vision of this trickster, uh, which to some extent makes me believe that the, that the trickster is indeed a real spirit, or at least has been around at one point or another. Whether or not it still does work, who knows? Um, but I think it's something that we have to take not so much with a grain of salt, but remember, hey, you know, when this event happens, it, is it just random chance or is it a trickster trying to throw me off my path? And how am I going to react to it? I think we have to, I think what, even in right, right, sorry, even right now talking about this, I think there's a trickster at play in a way because I'm already thinking like, um, how can we better ourselves uh, in this world and even in our own personal lives? And that is simply to take a moment and consider the things that we do and the things that we say to people and how we react to situations as a whole. And when you look at the times right now, everything that's happening, um, I mean, I think it's all happening for a reason. You know, when you talk, Mm. we talk about the protests and we talk about uh, the, the talk of civil war and, uh, you know, obviously the COVID response and all that stuff. You know, there's so many people who are against and don't believe in the COVID-19 and there's others who do and there's this constant battle. Uh, there could be a trickster at play here trying to figure, you know, get people all riled up uh, and creating some type of chaos. Um, and, and I think that's something we need to consider because just just because someone doesn't believe something that we do, we'll take COVID for example, doesn't mean they're any less than us. And we have to be careful of how we react. I've seen so many videos of people fighting, getting into fights, using pepper spray, ramming people with carts uh, and all this stuff because they're not wearing a mask. And yes, yeah. I think in this type of situation, you have to take uh, particular precautions just to be, uh, was the word like, um, to be, can't think of the word just to be safe i mean well to be safe yeah um but also i'll just use the word respect to respect your fellow person you know whoever's out there right like okay great look we're talking about a disease here you know or it's a flu bug basically but it's killing people it's making people sick let's say for example i don't believe in it okay and justin you do the most reasonable thing to do here wouldn't be for me to walk up without a mask and tear yours off and tell you it's fake because even if it is, it's going to throw you into hell of a crazy panic and worry and, you know, all that kind of stuff. The respectable thing is, okay, somebody like me who doesn't believe in it, whether I wear a mask or not, like a mask isn't going to hurt anything. You know, it's no different. It would be in respect to you. Because if you believe in it and you're not wearing a mask, well, it's going to cause you more harm than it would cause me. Um, Of course, I think it possibly is real. Uh, I would imagine it's real. It seems real. (laughs) But in today's day and age, you never know. It could be a trickster, you know. Um, But nonetheless, I think that's the lesson here is to be careful of how you react in situations and be respectable of your fellow persons. Uh, don't be pointing fingers and blaming and all that stuff. Pay attention to your surroundings and just be aware. 
I think that's a good way to end the episode. Yeah, I, I completely understand and agree with you there. Um, so, folks, that is the Trickster episode. Um, if we haven't done this episode before, here it is. If we have, this is a good refresher as well as some new info as well. Um, we're going to be releasing episodes biweekly now, as we said at the beginning. Uh, we've got some great shows here on New Lantern Media, and uh, we're trying to add more. So if you have an idea, pitch it our way. We would love to hear it. Um, Eric does have a new idea for an episode. I, I know that him and Aaron, his sister, are talking about maybe doing a pod, uh, limited series podcast about her web series, which would be great. Um, and I would love to hear more pitches because, like we have said in the past, we want to hear just our more than our own voices. We want to hear other people be the voice of New Lantern Media, too. So uh, I guess that's about it. Until next time, where you will find us, same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.